All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. It's Fit Nation. Welcome to the new year in season two of It's Fit Nation. As we start, we are pumped to let you know our first book is published and can be found on Amazon. It is called The 13 Step Guide to Success by Rich LaMonica. Also, our 2022 clothing line has launched, and you can find the link on our website, themisfoundation.com. All right, let's welcome back to the Misfit Nation for 2022, our first YouTube of 2022. Jenny, she's a Tel Aviv-based former architect turned entrepreneur speaker and coach she uh, keeps entrepreneurs and workers to she teaches them to work smarter not harder and keeps them to stress less and accomplish more how are you jenny welcome to the show i'm great thank you for having me so why don't you uh, take us a little on a journey about jenny and tell us about where you how you grew up uh, what you were taught to do as you grew up and uh, how you got to where you are now Okay, so I think for the majority of my life, my life was very, very structured and planned and strategic. Um, I graduated out of high school and I joined um, the military, the Israeli army. Um, I served for three years. Uh, I went to, just as planned, I went to do uh, officer schools after I um finished with my service, I went straight to university, started my architectural degree after finishing this, got a job, like everything was very, very structured, planned, meticulous. I was always a hard worker. Uh, I was always a hyper achiever, uh, looking to do my best, get straight A's, um, excel at my job in the military, excel at my university and excel at my and until one point, I um, I burned out. I had enough. Um, it was too structured. It was too work. I was I was refer to myself as a, a recovering workaholic. Uh, so I used to work so so many hours and just uh, be in this grind that I feel like a lot of us are at. And at some point, it just felt like I didn't have. I didn't have air to breathe. Like I was constantly working and doing and trying to juggle outside of work, um, my career, but also family and a relationship and friends and like a little bit of leisure time. But it it just always seemed like there's no no amount of hours during the day to have all the things that I wanted to do. Uh, so I decided to change things up and um, and. And, and look for ways how to cultivate more leisure, more happiness, more um, joy and space into my life. And this is kind of how I, I quit my job as an architect after almost a decade. And yeah, and decided to just change things up. I started traveling, uh, did the whole digital nomad thing for a while and went into coaching. Um, this is how I started my blog, Leisure Hacker. It was still in my days as an architect. It was just like a way for me 
mostly to help myself, but also help other people to share my knowledge about how to become more productive so we can get more done during our day and our work so we can have more leisure time. But it um, slowly grew into more and more uh, tools of positive psychology, of mindfulness, and how to hack leisure into our lives. And today, I, after a couple of years, I became a coach. And today, this is what I do. I coach on mindful productivity and mental fitness. Um, so this is a little bit about me. I mean, that's outstanding. That's a, a journey right there. So obviously, your upbringing was structured. Like uh, most children, they have parents that tell them, I want you to be better than me. I want you to achieve this, this, this. And I'll make sure you get there. So like you said, getting the straight A's, doing everything great in school, then doing your service and also becoming an architect and being the best at your profession as an architect. Burnout had to, you had to feel it coming earlier than it actually happened. You, you probably seen the signs, but didn't really know what they were. Can you tell us about those signs and maybe you missed them and then you finally seen the bright light that said, hey, you're burnt out, stop. Oh, I definitely missed the signs. I think it wasn't as talked about as it is today. It was all already like six or seven years ago. So it wasn't, wasn't a thing then, but it was just, um, burnout can present itself in many ways, but it's, I think it's starting out with even physical fatigue. I had constant headaches all of the time. Um, I was I had a lot of even physical symptoms that I thought that meant that something physically wrong with me, like a lot of headaches. I got uh, frequent colds all of the time that I didn't associate with mental burnout at that point. Um, and it can also uh, form in the signs of like cognitive symptoms, always forgetting things, um, feeling dis-ease, feeling constantly grumpy. A lot of us that feeling like, unease or grumpy during our day we think that this is the way we are or just because life are is hard or is stressful but it's not it's a lot of the time symptoms that our energy is so so low that we're on our way to burnout definitely uh, like what you said there about you start to feel like that's the way you're supposed to be but it's not actually real it's not really supposed to be no one's supposed to be angry all the time or or upset all the time and every little thing that goes on in their lives or in things they can't control, you shouldn't have that burden on your chest. And I think what you did was, was very smart to go into the leisure side of it and start to see life as a different way to open that funnel, open that aperture and see things in a different light and then come back to where you are now as a coach. So uh, how did you realize you wanted to help others in, in their journey to, to, I guess, a mindful way of life and more productive way of life? Um, I think it started with my healing journey and recovering from burnout and understanding what caused the burnout and how can I avoid it. I was always into productivity, but from a, a more of a doing perspective, um, I, Leisure Hacker started as a productivity blog. It was all about like doing more goal setting, time management. With time, I realized that productivity has nothing to do with time because time is a finite resource. We all have the same time, you, me, everybody. And still there are some people that get so much done during the day and they have they run their own business and they have family and kids and they do all these things. And some of us just barely make it through the day. So the time is the same time. 
And as I went more and more and started reading about it, I understood that the different is energy. Because energy is actually our capacity to work, but it's also our capacity to, like you said, regulate our emotions. We shouldn't feel stressed or grumpy or angry or frustrated all of the time, or even some of the time. We can learn how to manage that, and we can learn how to manage our physical and emotional and mental energy. So we can get more done. I'm not like I'm not against goal uh, goals or achievements. I'm still I'm still a a high achiever, but I still, I don't think it has to come with a cost. Like many of us were taught to believe we all grew up in this, this culture that is very much uh, hustle oriented. Uh, we all wear this busyness as a badge of honor. And I say, it doesn't have to be like that. We can be successful and high achieving, but it doesn't have to come with that cost. And once I realized that, I wanted to share it with other people and help other people uh, to, to, to follow along on this kind of mindful journey that I went through. You're definitely right. Everyone gets into that hustle mode. And as, as humans, we see it as if you're hustling, I got to hustle too. So I have to, it's a competitive, a competitive nature as well. So not only are you competing against your own goals, now you're competing against someone that you see in front of you that's working hard. I got to work as hard as they do. And now I'm working 18, 20 hours a day and I might sleep four hours, maybe, I don't know. And then you wake up and it starts over again. And that's how that burnout starts to come in a lot quicker because there's nothing, you don't have nothing for you and there's no you time. So how do you get people to change, transform from the mindset of I have to compete, I have to hustle all the time to I can hustle, but still have some me time. So first of all, I love what you said. And the funny thing is that we do, we see other people and see, oh, they got this goal or they, they earn this money. I have to do better. But the funny thing that we all live on parallel lives, like we all have different goals and different ways we define success and happiness. So we're, we're grown into this culture with comparing ourselves to other people, but Success means different things to different people. And because we, a lot of the time, measure our worth by our achievements, this is why we feel like we have to do more and be more and try more and work harder. So one tip I have um, is actually the understanding first on our rational level that when we do less or when we pause or when we rest, we're actually increasing our productivity. And I always like to describe it as most of us treat the day as a, as we're running a marathon, right? When we run a marathon or we wake up to the, to the work day and we have our energy at its peak, but somehow subconsciously we know it has to last us the entire day. So we are actually pacing ourselves back. We're holding ourselves back from giving our uh, top capacity to reaching our top capacity, just like marathon runners. They're actually slow runners. They're not running as fast as they could because they know they have to last the entire run. With energy management or how I teach productivity, I look at the day as a series of sprints, right? Sprint runners are fast runners They're because they know they just have to run for two or five or 10 minutes, and then they're going to have a break. So they don't need to hold themselves back. They give their top capacity. They're, they're running at 100 or 110%. And that's why I say a lot of the time we just start our day at six, seven, 
8 a.m. and just go, 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 go until it's evening. Then, like you said, we go to bed, we wake up, it's another day, it's another marathon run. But if you think about it, if we can run a, treat the day as running a series of sprints, we can actually increase our capacity for productivity and not burn ourselves out. Because if we work for an hour and a half, let's say, because we're working with the levels of energy humans have, we work for an hour and a half. And then even we, we can set a timer or set in our schedule and then take a break. And we tell our mind like, hey, brain, you're going to get a break after this. Just don't hold back. Give it your best. So we're actually getting, let's say, an hour or an hour and a half of full capacity of work, of very intense focused work. And then we can have a break, recharge our energy, uh, have a snack, have a glass of water, um, wash our face, listen to some music, do whatever recharges us, and then go back for another sprint. If we learn how to do that and work with, with our energy levels and not against it and not push ourselves to do more and more, we're actually going to increase our capacity and our focus. So resting is actually productive, not just for our burnout. So you can look at that also. If you watch a soccer game, you'll see a midfielder, he'll here, he or she'll stay in the middle, watch the play in front of them, and watch the defenders play, and then they'll sprint. They'll get that burst of energy to go for the ball and try to score. And then they'll, you'll see them rest, and people say, oh, they're slack, and they're not doing anything. But they're doing exactly that. They're reserving that energy for that next burst where they have to either get the goal or stop a goal from coming. And that, that's a great way to lean into and get that focus going. Exactly. I mean, sprinters, I'm not a sprinter by no means, but if I, if I could be a sprinter, I, I would, I understand that analogy very well. Because if you look at, say, uh, Usain Bolt, when he did the 100 meters, he can, he can go out there and just crush the 100 meters in the heat, go drink some water, watch the other heats, come back, take the next level, do it again. And he's smiling the whole time because he knows he focuses on that 10 seconds. That 10 seconds of life is what he's going to do to get that next gold medal. And it's like five, ten, five, ten second gaps that he has to do over the week of the Olympics. And he's he's famous for the rest of his life for that, those 10 second in, intervals. And most of us have maybe 30 seconds to prove ourselves in any given day that we have a 30 second window to say, hey, you did this today. You're accomplished and everyone's going to know that. So how do you get people to get that kind of innate focus to say, I got to I can just focus on this 30 seconds and I can win. It's just, uh, I, it sounds a little counterintuitive what we're saying here, because most of us intuitively, we sit on our computer and we know we have to finish our task because our to-do list is a mile long, right? And we're just like, but we're tired or stressed about this deadline, or maybe we're angry at our colleague or at our partner, but we know we have to do this task. So we're like, no, no, just push through, just push yourself, you can do it. While we need to do the exact opposite. This is the tricky part, understanding and being able to intercept that thought at the moment. If you understand, and we can feel it in our body, we can, that's why we, we can, when we practice mindfulness, when we pause for a second and before we sit down to do the, the important task we have for the day, just pause for 10 seconds, like you said, and check in with ourselves and ask ourselves, how am I feeling right now? 
Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Uh, am I upset about something? Is there just like one thing I have to finish to get off, off my mind so I can finish on this task that I'm doing right now? And if we can dedicate those five minutes to take care of our energy levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, and then sit down to do the task we're sitting down to do, then we can actually be at our best when we're doing this. Does Definitely. this make sense? Yes, very much so. I was on your website earlier reading it, and uh, I seen the one quote uh, you have on there, grind to groove. Uh, I wrote that down, so I thought that was like the best thing ever I've seen, grind to groove. Can you explain what grind to groove is to the audience? So this was, uh, this is kind of my, my slogan for my business. <laughs> this is what I say I help people do, go from grind to groove, because it's just moving people from that perception that you have to hustle, work hard, sacrifice everything, your well-being, your mental health, your family, your leisure to get results and get into the groove. Because the way I teach people is how to work with ease and flow. And hundreds and hundreds of research um, that, that was done in the past years actually show that when we work in the flow, when we work at ease and we learn how to manage our stress, we're actually getting better results than from the grind and the hustle. Uh, we're just so accustomed to, to this hustle culture, like you said, like, oh, that's, that person is making more money, is getting more things, is accomplishing more than I need to prove myself. Once we let go of this hustle mentality and we understand that we can get the same, if not better results with ease, we can leave, live our life in the groove. And like, this is what we're here for, to live happily and just to, to actually live life, not to work all the time. And I'm not dismissing work. Like I said, I'm, I'm a high achiever. I, I love my business. I love working, but it's not the entire, like, it's not my identity. It's not my worth and it's not my entire life. And so at the end of your, your bursts of energy during the day for your job, you're able to go outside, smell the fresh air or, or get a cup of coffee and, and sit down with a friend and just chat about something totally different. And that, actually reserves some energy for yourself for later when you say, oh, I got this purse now. I'm going to go crazy right now on this for one hour, and then I'm going to be done for the day. And I think that's what we all need to start focusing on is those bursts of energy, like you said earlier, to sprint. Uh, you don't have to be an actual sprinter. Just sprint for that period of time when you're working and get the, get that groove going. And you get that groove for an hour, you, you'll, you'll see the results. And even for writers, if they groove for an hour of typing just mindset going in there into the story. They'll probably get more pages done if they just grew for an hour and then walk away, then come back and, and be, a, be happier at the end product later. A hundred percent. And it's just about, like I said, not pushing ourselves. If we're not in the right mindset for writing or, or for whatever task we need to do, not pushing ourselves, trying to manage whatever is interrupting our groove <laughs> and then sitting down to work. And this is this little thing if people that are hearing us can learn how to do instead of pushing themselves no matter what to do the task. Because we have this perception of like, oh, I don't have time to take a break. I don't have time to eat today. I don't have time to. But it's this, this counterintuitive mindset shift that we need to adjust to increase our results um, and be happy. When I was in the military, everything was go, 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 eat on the go. You're, you're working, eating at the same time. When I got out, I went to my first uh, grown-up job after the military, and there was another veteran there. He was a Vietnam era veteran, and he sat down, and he seen me about to eat at my desk and work, 
He said, we don't do that. We get up and we leave our desk and eat somewhere else. And we chat about something totally different. And that changed my mindset completely at that point where you can't completely focus on the square in front of you. You can't complete everything all day long. You just do what you can for a period of time. Then you take a break for you or you're going to burn out like, like what happened to you. Exactly. Exactly. And he, he was a, a caged old man. So he, I took his advice and said, that if it works for him, it must work since he's, he's been around the block a few more times than I have. And uh, I still reach out to him and ask him questions too now. So, and I'm sure you have someone that you can do that to as well and say, Hey, how did you get past this bump to get to maintain your focus? And uh, now you, you're, you're a coach you're out there in the digital world, probably live world, dude. And you teach mindful productivity. And uh, what is your biggest go- uh, success story for one of your clients? Oh, um, I have many. I think that um, it's funny to say because most of the time when we're talking about success stories, my immediate Also, my immediate reaction is telling about the people that made the most money or found the best job or anything like that. But I think the most successful stories I have are either people that I also have a lot of clients that have ADHD or focus issues or a lot of problem with focusing. And through mindful productivity and through how I teach, they manage to actually sit down and focus for extended periods of times and and for any everybody that has ADHD or knows how hard it is knows it's a huge win but i think that the things that make me the happiest hearing from clients is the fact that um, they they got their lives back they have time to travel and spend time with their family and with their kids and just pursue hobbies and just feel more at ease during the day because i think as entrepreneurs or anybody who has a job there's so much stress. We live in a culture that is stress-induced, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. It's been such a stressful, almost couple of years now. And we carry this pressure, we carry that stress in our shoulders, in our jaws, in our bodies. And we carry it to wherever we go. We just accumulate more and more stress. And learning how to manage that stress and be able to show up for your business or for your work or for your family with a smile. I think that's, that's the biggest win. That's definitely a big win. And uh, like you said, the last two years have been a, I guess a roller coaster of emotions for most of the world. And, uh, and not, not just with the, the pandemic, but there's other stuff going on as well. I mean, right where you are, there was there's strife there and, in Tel Aviv with the, your neighbors there that uh, it's been a constant struggle there for a long time. And so you have that stress and you have the pandemic stress and you add life stress on top of that. And the bubble just starts to burst after a while. Uh, we just went away. We had to get away from here just to get up to breathe, to have a relaxation, to go on vacation. And that helps my wife, especially as a teacher, because she's so focused on getting them, the children prepared for the next level that she forgets about her. She doesn't take care of her ever. So getting her to a beach is probably the best thing I can do for her. It doesn't mean she won't go in the water, but she'll go to the beach and she'll relax and she won't think about here. She'll think about just there in that moment. And I think that helps many people to just recharge and re- get that more uh, renewed energy to get forward in life. Have you ever just told someone, hey, just go, go do something you used to do as a kid and made you happy and then come back and see if that helps your energy? 
Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that, and, and it, I think it's amazing getting away and getting on vacation, but I also want to say that that's usually not the solution. A lot of the time, I always like to look at our energy levels, like a pool of water, right? We have this level of water that, or energy that is optimal for our, for our performance, for our well-being. And life, like you said, life is draining that energy and that water from that pool. Stress, work, all of, even our internal stresses, overthinking, uh, doubting ourselves, stressing about the world, about family, about money, about whatever, it drains that energy from that pool. If we let the pool level go down without actively pouring more water or energy into the pool, where we're going to find ourselves sitting in a dry pool. This is actually what I call burnout, chronic stress or chronic low energy levels. This is a state of burnout. But a lot of the time we wait until the level of the water is so, so low. And then we're like, oh, I have to have a vacation. I need a break. Some people burn out. Some people are just like, no, I have to take a vacation. But what about just doing it daily? This is my whole like life perception with leisure hacking. How can we hack that vacation into our life? Yes, going away to the beach is amazing. Like I wish we can do it more and more, but unfortunately we can do it every day. We do it once a year or twice a year or a couple of times a year if we're lucky or if we have the means. But if we don't need time or money to recharge our pool or to replenish our energy or to take a breath. And like you said, it's all about putting the mask, the oxygen mask on ourselves first. And even with your wife is a great example. Teachers have like the hardest work ever, but they need to take care of themselves and on their energy levels and their happiness so they can give to the kids. So they can be good at their job. Not, not because, like not even from a selfish perspective, just from like, if you're happy and you're uh, um, take care of yourself and you have energy, you're always going to be a better teacher, a better husband, a better wife, a better person. Um, so I say like, how can we hack that feeling of vacation of being next to the water into our daily lives? And it can be small as just like, going outside and looking at a tree or just taking a few deep breaths next to our computer. It doesn't have to be long or cost any money. It's just so simple to live mindfully. You can literally download the sounds of the waves crashing and listen to it and have that just yeah. playing as white noise in the background to help you out, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Close your eyes for five minutes, play this ocean sounds, and you can have this feeling even for a second. It's not replacing any vacation, but even for a second, it just, it, it really, really changes our lives. Definitely. Uh, how about the mindset of most humans, uh, if they get it, giving a task and it says you have until X day to get it done, we'll wait till the day before to do it. So how do you stop some from being such a procrastinator that they add so much stress to that one day, they can actually get it done much earlier or actually work on it sooner? Oh, procrastination, <laughs> my favorite topic. <laughs> we need to understand that procrastination is 
A, not a time management issue, right? Because we have the time. We just postpone it to the very last minute. And it's also, it's not a, a, a character trait. People aren't procrastinators or people aren't lazy or it's nothing like that. It's just that little voice in our mind. A lot of um, the time I work with like personality types and procrastinators are called the avoiders. What happens is that our subconscious mind is actually prone to avoid anything that is unpleasant, like cleaning the house, doing the chore or whatever we're procrastinating. And we want to move for to towards pleasure, watching YouTube movie or scrolling our social media or doing whatever we do to procrastinate. And it's just about starting to have a dialogue internally and understanding because procrastinators know they procrastinate it's not mindlessly they're like oh let me just scroll on instagram or let me just do this unimportant task before i actually deal with that and it's just a matter of telling ourselves like hey no this is important i need to get it done i don't want to feel that stress that comes with doing everything in the last minute and just having this internal dialogue with ourselves and understanding that, yes, watching YouTube right now we're, we're, is going to cost us, is going to make us feel uh, nice and all warm and fuzzy inside when we're avoiding the task. But eventually it's going to cost us more and it's going to cause us more and more stress. So just having this even rational realization will help us move slowly away from procrastinating things. Outstanding. And I think I can use that for my college work. And so I usually wait to the last second to write a 20 page paper and spend the whole day writing a paper. So I just making it go with the weeks I've had to do it before <laughs> a page a day instead of 20 pages in one day. And I think we are, we're all guilty of that. And the simple hacks that you're giving will really help people, I guess, find a way to, be more productive without knowing that they're being more productive too. So if you can give three tips to someone, what are your best three tips to get people to hack their life and be more mindful, more productive without overdoing it? Wow. Okay. So first, um, that part A, B and C in there too. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first tip is kind of what we talked about is rest before you're tired. Don't wait until that level of energy in your energy pool is really, really low because it's going to take us more time and energy to replenish. So don't wait until you're burned out or exhausted or super, super tired. Try to replenish your energy before that. So resting before you're tired, meaning you're never actually going to get tired if you rest before you need it. So this is kind of my first hack. My second one is um, checking in with ourselves, pausing, creating more mindfulness about how we go about our day. A lot of the time, most of us are guilty. We're just operating on autopilot. We wake up, we sit down, we go to work, we do the things, we go to bed like every day, so on and so on and so on. And just even the smallest practice of before you sit down to write that paper, or you're avoiding of writing that paper, just checking with yourself and ask yourself, like, what is happening right now? Am I stressed? Am I tired? Um, why do I not want to do this? What is happening? How do I feel? Like, 
how can I take care of me before I do the task? And just even sometimes it's just having a snack can solve the productivity problem. It doesn't have to be big. Um, and the third tip is running a series of sprints and not a marathon. So I think kind of that concludes everything together. I think that all three of those are great and very valuable to everyone that listens to this because I think we all are guilty of all that <laughs> waiting until uh, we're about to walk through a wall dead asleep and not knowing it and it's better to stop recharging and come back to the fight. So I know you have your website lifehacker.com is there other way uh, leisurehacker.com is there other ways people can get in contact with you or is that the best way to, to get in contact with you for help? Um, this is a great way they can read a little bit more about me and mindful productivity and positive intelligence. I'm also on Instagram at leisure hacker. Um, so they can find me there. And if anybody has any questions or wants to share anything, they're more than welcome to either email me or send me a DM on Instagram. And I always answer any questions. All right. You just made it. You always answer. That's something a lot of people say, but never do. So I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> I always do. I promise to answer any question or any share and people are welcome. Awesome. Uh, thank you, Jenny, for taking some of your time to hang out with us here on the Misfit Nation. And I look forward to talking to you again in the future. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome. You know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on Fit Nation. Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this thing on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that brings that energy, has a great story, is an up-and-comer in any industry of music, in the arts, have them reach out to us on TheMisfitNation.com. We will get back to them within one day and get them on here so they can share their story with the world. As always, till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are Fit Nation.